0: Welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, Extinct Edition. These are the episodes where we talk about, you guessed it, extinct animals. The Earth has had so many amazing creatures on it, it felt unfair to only talk about the ones that are with us right now. We'll talk about ancient dinosaurs, all the way up to things as recent as the black rhino. We hope you enjoy... (coughs) Hello and welcome to Curiosity Taught the Cat, Extinct Edition. I'm Jack. I'm Julia. And what are we talking about today, Julia?
1: So today we are talking about the thylacine, and uh, many people might know it commonly as the Tasmanian tiger. Uh, another name for it is the Tasmanian wolf and the nanup tiger.
0: I also saw the marsupial wolf is another name for it. So if you hear us interchange, it's going to be why. I usually refer to it as the Tasmanian tiger um, but so we'll probably interchange between that and like the thylacine just so no one's confused when we're it's all the same animal that we're talking about
1: so the general size of this animal um, is between three and four feet long with a tail that's about two feet long and then it stands about another two feet tall at the shoulder uh, general appearance wise it kind of looks like a wild dog in like the general body shape of it um, but then it has this very strong, straight tail, and it also has this very uh, short snout, like, compressed head that's almost fox-like.
0: And the tail is actually pretty long. The tail, in some instances, is all, was almost uh, half the body length of the entire Tasmanian tiger. And then also, they also have a pouch, which is a very interesting physical description. So we mentioned earlier another name for them is the marsupial wolf. They are the largest known marsupial carnivore to have lived. Uh, So marsupials, if you don't know, are animals like the wallaby, the kangaroo, and the koala. The thylacine was also a marsupial. It just happened to be one of the carnivorous marsupials. And then one of the reasons it gets the name tiger is because it has a striped pattern, which does really resemble that of tiger stripes. And the stripes start about halfway down the thylacine's back and go all the way down towards the tail. I think I saw they, it's usually between 15 and 20 stripes, depending on the size of it. And then also the male does tend to be larger than the female. So there is a bit of a sexual dimorphism there.
1: And as the name suggests, it was found in Tasmania, it was also found in parts of New Guinea as well as the mainlands in Australia. More recently, um, when we found the actual thylacines themselves, it was in Tasmania and parts of New Guinea. They were kind of already out of Australia, but they like um, forests, wetlands, grasslands, in those areas.
0: And just as a brief aside, just so some people know, we actually have a lot of information on the thylacine. And you'll notice we are able to give a lot of information about it. And that's because it was a relatively recent extinction. The last known thylacine died in 1936. So we actually have some pictures and videos of the thylacine as well as extensive notes and research on the thylacine itself.
1: And just a general diet that they had, we already mentioned that they are carnivorous. They like to eat other marsupials as well as some flightless birds Uh, They described that when they were in zoos back in the day, they fed them chickens and they really like that. They also go for other birds such as emus.
0: They were also to have reported being uh, prey to a sheep and other livestock animals. But there's actually some contention about that. They think that that was an excuse that some people used to hunt the thylacine down. Because we don't really have a lot of documentation about it actually eating that large of creatures.
1: And just to add on to this, um, the thylacine itself could open its jaws up to 80 degrees. Um, and there are pictures of it out there and it does look really scary when its jaws are open like Yes.
0: That. And like Julia mentioned earlier, they have a very like strong, powerful looking jaw. They probably had one of the most powerful bite forces at, at the time when they were alive. Um, and we see that with a lot of other um, canine creatures. The hyena has one of the most powerful Uh, biting force in the world. There are other extinct dogs that had that as well. So it just goes to show how powerful these jaws were and what they were capable of. So uh, some interesting things I learned about the thylacine that uh, I thought were kind of in line with the whole extinct thing going on. So I learned the thylacine appeared about 4 million years ago. Uh, There were believed to be about 12 different species of thylacine uh, when they were Uh, most prevalent, Um, but the one that we saw today, the one that died in 1936, um, was the thylacine we know, and it emerged about 4 million years ago. The thylacines themselves emerged about 12 million years ago, and there's even contention that they might have gone back uh, as far as like 20, 30 million years ago, but that's what we have today.
1: Yeah, it's believed that they actually evolved from a smaller species of thylacine that was mostly... Uh, ate insects and rodents. So like a smaller version of itself that evolved over time to be these large carnivores.
0: And some other fun things we've learned about, I t- kind of touched on this earlier. So thylacines had a pouch. They were marsupials and most marsupials do have a pouch. Their pouch was backwards facing though. And it was really only the uh, females that carried the young. The males also had a pouch, but it wasn't a full pouch. It was called a partial pouch. So it was probably something that was on the verge of getting... um kind of natural naturally selected out because the males didn't need it as much anymore but the females kept it to carry their young and the closest relative to the thylacine or the Tasmanian tiger which some people probably won't be surprised to learn is the Tasmanian devil um, which is kind of funny because the Tasmanian devil almost looks more like a small rodent where but that is one of the closest relatives to the Tasmanian tiger or the thylacine
1: And just a little fun thing to think about. We already said that they kind of look dog-like in stature. The thylacine have been seen hopping or walking on their back two legs like kangaroos would do. And when you look at them, you wouldn't think they would be able to, but it has been observed multiple times. And when the male and female would actually mate, the mother would only have two to three babies at a time, four at the most. Um, But... You know, they would, as marsupials know, they would store them in these pouches where they would grow and develop um, furthermore. And then after they would leave these pouches themselves, the mother would care for them by bringing them food to their den or hideout. And the thylacines would stick around long enough to learn to hunt and the mother would really take care of them.
0: And then as for lifespan, the Tasmanian tigers actually didn't live that long. The longest known recorded one was the last one to ever live, and we'll talk about. The longest recorded one was 12 years and seven months, and that was almost all in captivity. In the wild, we estimate that their lifespans were only about eight or nine years at the most.
1: And like, although we said that the thylacine dated back millions of years, and there are some evidence in like cave drawings and stuff like that. The first actual known documented encounter was in 1792 um, by a French naturalist.
0: And despite humans being around thylacines for so long, there are actually very, very, very few documented instances of thylacines ever attacking humans the only known documented cases have been what you would probably consider a typical case of an animal attacking when they get backed into a corner or they're startled or there's young around other than that they actually were pretty docile around humans they had no problems being around us they weren't exactly skittish but they also weren't aggressive towards us
1: and we mentioned earlier that they were found in australia new guinea and tasmania But the species actually went extinct in Tasmania. Um, They didn't find a lot in Australia when we first saw them. But the extinction mostly came from hunting for bounties. So farmers would put bounties on them because they believed they destroyed livestock and land. Other contributing factors were um, disease brought in by the humans, humans taking over their land and territory, as well as the introduction of dogs into the area.
0: And the last known thylacine was actually in captivity. We already kind of mentioned her. She was the longest living thylacine uh, that we know about. She lived 12 years, 7 months. Her name was Benjamin. Uh, She was in the Hobart Zoo in Beaumaris, Australia.
1: And the really sad story about Benjamin is the way she died. Um, one night when she was at the zoo, it was a cold night and she actually got locked out of the shelter and basically just froze to death outside.
0: And on top of this just being just one of the most heartbreaking ways for a species to go extinct because of humans, she died two months after the Australian government had granted protection for the species when she was the last known one. And the Hobart zoo actually put out a bounty trying to get people to see if they could capture another one. And no other thylacine was ever found ever again. And the Hobart Zoo actually ended up closing down in that and getting run out of business. And the prevailing theory is because people were so upset that this species just got wiped off the face of the earth because potentially because of the zoo. And one thing that really is interesting with this species is since it has gone extinct, there have actually been quite a few reports of people saying they saw a thylacine out in the wild. Now, there have been numerous actually sanctioned scientific searches trying to find the thylacine and not no thylacine has ever been found so the odds that they are out there are probably slim to none there may be a couple that might have survived but it is very doubtful that they have made it this far granted there would have been no uh genetic diversity and not enough uh food probably to uh sustain them sadly and then also one thing that's been talked about recently with thylacines within the past like 15, 20 years is the idea of essentially cloning the thylacine because of how recent they were in history. We have plenty of DNA of thylacines. Um, and they've been, there's been a lot of contention about using other marsupials eggs to kind of create the thylacine and bring it back. There's talks of this being done with like the woolly mammoth and certain rhinos, um, But that the thylacine is another that they've talked about potentially trying to bring back to life.
1: That's all we have um, on the Tasmanian tiger. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, Tune into our next extinct episode, which is going to be over the Arctodus simus, also known as the short snout
0: bear. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, and you can find those handles in the description below. I'd also like to thank my friend, the musical artist known as Shades, for creating this amazing intro and outro for this podcast. I highly recommend checking out his other work.